If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i'm too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and you are certainly going to be too scared to watch this week's scary movie (laughs) and we're missing our henley still i can't believe she's had a baby for two weeks and she's not back on the podcast it's honestly pretty rude and i think we might have to fire her i've transitioned to being (laughs) mad at her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's the big deal come back on the podcast <laughs> our sadness is manifesting as angry you guys it's not real we're going through the stages of, we're going of through the grief. stages we're at the anger stage yeah we'll have her back and we love her child already and we're not even jealous we're not even jealous we're not even jealous it's crazy that that you would think that thought we're like so far from jealous it's crazy i did i hadn't even occurred to me that someone could be jealous of their friend's baby's (laughs) attention but it's nice to know that i'm not (laughs) it's so nice to know Mm. yeah well oh what's up with us oh boy well, you know, we recorded not too long ago. I, today I was like, you got to think of something to say on the podcast. You got to think of something. Why can't I think of anything that's happening in my life? And I was like, well, I guess it wasn't that long ago that we recorded our last episode. So it made me feel a little bit better. I don't know. Nothing like exciting has happened to me in the past few days, except I did get like, you know, rip one of my nails like almost all the way off. Oh, not on yeah. purpose. Not on purpose. That would be very bad and weird. It was not fun. It was not fun. It'll be fine. I'm past it hurting, but, you know, and I have a gross little, like, tiny nail, and it's going to take forever to grow back, and I'm not excited about that. Um, Ouch. You know what I have to say about that? Ouch, 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 ouch. And that's what I did. Ouch, 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 ouch. I bet. Um, I did If there that. ever were a time to do it, it would have been the then. That was the time. That was the time for it. That was the time. And then I did, (laughs) speaking of Henley, who I'm not mad at and whose baby I'm not jealous of, I was thinking about (laughs) women, Mm -hmm. thinking about women and how the burden of human existence is placed entirely on women. (laughs) And I just was like sitting with that thought, I've been spent my, you know, I went and visited my nephew. I spent time with him. I have had two friends have babies in the span of like two weeks. Uh, Henley is is one. And then her other friends um, had a baby a couple weeks before Henley did. And then I just spent time with my our other friends. 
baby and all of a sudden there are all these babies in my life and um and and you know all of these women have wonderful partners they're so lucky they have very you know committed they're wonderful parents together very well supported but like it, it's there's no it doesn't even compare like <laughs> if yours is the body that it comes out of and grows within like there's no fucking comparison at any point along like once second you're fucking pregnant it's there's no women do even if they choose to not have the child it's yeah. on women yeah. if they want to have children and can't it's on the woman if the, it's just like I was just I got stuck on this loop. I was like, man, I've had so much fun with my friends, babies. Oh, my God. Humans couldn't <laughs> exist without women's bodies. And I just like it's again, I've ta- I've, I've, I've said I've said this before recently. It's crazy to me that this isn't the only thing we talk about. It's just like, constantly. Yeah. That we're not just like hold on. Like, hold on a second. Wait, a, wait, 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 what? The fact that whoa, it's... Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, what? whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> and, that, and that any fucking man is so bold as to control... That men are just, like, deciding and making laws. And, like, men, you don't do shit. Like... If I, th- if I think about abortion you're nothing. laws... You're nothing. If I think about abortion laws and, yeah, the... Uh, like entirely male fucking bodies that like of politicians that write them and sign them into law. <laughs> if I think about it too much, I'll just explode. So, and I yeah. find that uh, to be true about a lot of topics in it's life. It's true. It's true. But you, you really just push them all out of mind because it's, it's so overwhelming and infuriating and just like incomprehensible that you're just like, well, well, I guess I, can't think about that. <laughs> I just was like, how are we not falling at the feet of like every woman ever? Every woman ever. I think we should be. I vow to from this I day forward. <laughs> I like was having this thought today at work and I like looked at my boss who has had two children and I was like, she's a miracle. <laughs> I just was like, I should tell her. I should tell her how am- And I was like, I maybe need to. I mean, I will tell. I have told her she's great. Uh, women, it, it, even, it, but then, but then I was like, even women who don't have children, who choose to, or who can't. It's just like the burden of human existence falls exclusively on women. And the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa what? what? <laughs> Next time I see Henley, I'm gonna kiss her feet. We're gonna fall right at her feet. <laughs> and I'll say hi to the baby because I'm not even jealous of him. I can't fucking wait. I can't fucking <laughs> wait to see him. Um, I, know, I love him already. It's just a big joke. I so we're in summer now. We're in summer. We are. This is summertime, and something that I forgot that I hate about summertime is the mosquitoes. Yeah. And I have been in in battle with a mosquito in my apartment and it's pushed me to places <laughs> that I'm really not thrilled about. I I feel like no matter where I am, if there's a mosquito there, I get bitten. I've got something genetically that they just fucking love me. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I was feeling, you know, it sucks that I'm getting bitten when I'm outside, but like at least I have my home, my sanctuary <laughs> where it's mosquito free. Right. Yes. And that all changed yesterday. And I spotted one on me. And soon after bumps just started appearing left and right, I have close to 20 mosquito bites <gasps> at the moment. Um, just, and I get big reactions to them. So they're like, the uh, size, each like the size of an, about a nickel. <laughs> 20 nickel size bites? 20 nickel size bumps on my body. Uh. Very itchy. And so I like reached a breaking point real quick. Cause I don't have a lot of patience for this. Cause being nothing makes you feel is, crazier than being itchy. Yeah, it's really, and, and if you're hot, oh my God, being hot and itchy will make That's me, the thing I'm like, I like, can't fucking, my mind. I'm now like, feel like I can't wear shorts in my house because they're the ankle biter variety oh. so it's like all over my legs so i was doing my mosquito research i read that they don't like dark colors i was wearing black pants so now if you can see i'm wearing light colored loose like fitting as in they'll bite you because they're mad well they're like attracted to it or so they do like it. I don't know. Something like if you're wearing dark colors, they'll you're bite. More likely you're more to likely bit. to get bitten. Okay, this is helpful information. And so I'm wearing a loose fitting white shirt and loose mm-hmm. fitting light colored pants. Yep. And I'm wearing socks to cover my ankles. I saw the socks and was like, isn't she so hot? But I'm very hot, now. Emily. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I want to oh, be wearing. Oh, no. Um, I went to the grocery store. I bought all the ingredients needed for mosquito traps, some sugar and a two liter bottle that you cut in half and put it upside down, make a funnel, pour yeast in the sugar water, (laughs) trap them in there. I've got that set up in my apartment. I bought uh, citronella candles. They're being shipped currently as we speak. I bought them instantly. I'm going to light them all around my house. I made... I found a little spray bottle, poured some witch hazel in it, and I had some citronella essential oils and some rosemary essential oil. Apparently, they don't like that. So I've been making my little DIY mosquito repellent. Um, This is like what I did all day today. I was like, what can I do? And I'm pretty sure the most infuriating thing is that I'm pretty sure it's just one mosquito who is doing this to me. And I've seen him a few times, but they're so small that the second... I lose sight of it. It's just gone. It's just gone. Like, I want to kill it so bad. And I just can't. It, like, even when I, when I see it land on me and I turn my head to look at it, it flies away. Like, it, even just one little bit, piece of movement makes it fly away. <sighs> Anyways, it's making me feel really insane. And I just fucking hate mosquitoes so much. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I know to be true about Donald Trump is that he also hates mosquitoes. And so a joke that I keep saying to myself is, I'm fucking voting for Trump. I'm voting for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much I this is how much I hate this mosquitoes. This is enough to turn me. Mm-hmm. Um no, I won't be voting for Trump. I won't be. That is a joke, but that is a I joke. Do, I mean, hopefully, no one will have the ability to. I hope that. I hope that. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I just hate. I just hate mosquitoes, and it just so got sorry. me. Got me thinking that this is also when cockroaches come, or as my landlord likes to call them, water bugs. Water bugs. They're <laughs> just water bugs. <laughs> Everybody Anyways. knows them. Water bugs. 
listeners out there, I hope that you're not having similar bug problems because bugs bugs are great in terms of like what we need for the earth. I feel like a lot of them do. We don't good need mosquitoes. Stuff. We don't need mosquitoes. Is we don't we need don't them. need them. And they do <gasps> They're bad. a lot of harm. They're yes! like, I think, the most dangerous animal in the world. They spread so much disease. They're nasty little motherfuckers. They are the worst. I used to be pretty against. I know there was like talk recently of doing the doing the CRISPR to them, the like genetic yeah. modification to basically we could basically make them extinct, which does freak me out playing God in that way, but I'm kind of on board with it now. Yeah, uh, one know, day, I, one day of getting a bunch of bites, let's board. fucking do it. Let's put it, let's but make them extinct. Here's what's interesting. I have, I've always had that same thought too of like, oh, we can't do that. That, now that, now that's a step too far. Mosquitoes, yeah. like we, and we talk about it in the way like, oh, we'd be playing God, but like, we're fuck, we're do, we're doing, that's we're playing true. God with we're literally playing God everything. All the, all the time. We are yeah. destroying the planet in every conceivable way. We've genetically modified crops. We've, uh, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying like we're, we play God in all sorts of ways. It's very true. So why not one more? So why not this one? <laughs> why not this one? We are probably the last living human generation. So let's make it mosquito free. I mean, come the fuck on. Yes, 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 write your senators, write your representatives. Write them! (laughs) (laughs) And while you're at it, tell them they should be kissing the feet of every woman they have ever seen or known. Yes, 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 yes. No mosquitoes. Women rulers, these are the platforms. That's the world I want to be living in. I want to live in a lady-filled, mosquito-free, burning earth. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord, how do I segue from that to paranormal activity <laughs> three? <laughs> I think, hey, Sammy, I think you just did. Oh boy, the, that's that's the way to do it. You just say it. Yep. Listeners, guess what? Guess this week, what? we're talking about paranormal activity three. I was in the mood for something scary, and I got too scared, and I had to turn it <laughs> off and finish it today. Um, oh no. It came out in 2011. It was directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Shulman, written by Christopher Landon, starring Lauren Bittner, Christopher Nicholas Smith, Chloe Sendry, Jessica Tyler Brown, and Dustin Ingram. And it is streaming on Hulu for free, uh, which Paranormal Activity 1 and 2 are not just... Three and four, which I thought was interesting and lucky for me. (laughs) And lucky for you. And there are currently six? That is correct. There is Paranormal Activity 1, 2, 3, and 4. And then there is Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, and then the ghost dimension. That's six total, right? Yeah. That is six total. And they are currently... In post-production for number seven, which we will be doing on the podcast because, listeners, I can say this because there was a fucking deadline article about it. Former podcast guest, current podcast friend, Dan Lippert is going to be in Paranormal Activity 7. Oh, my God. We are so excited. 
I fucking lost my mind when you told me that. I was so pumped. It's the coolest. It's so cool. And you know what that means, listeners? That means Emily's going to have to see it, which I'm really scared for you. I am scared. The Conjuring was one thing. Yeah, no, this would be different. Paranormal's another thing. I, I mean... I know. I know some of the later ones are... People don't really like them. They've gotten pretty bad reviews, but... These movies scare me more than any other movie. It's just true. I think yeah, I these feel are like the scariest even if films. Even if it's going to be quote unquote bad, which it won't because of Dan. It won't. It um, won't. It's still going to be scared. Like it's still, I, I did tell Dan, I was like, I, I will see this. You must tell me everything that happens before I yeah. see it. And I don't know that he will oblige me on that, which is mean. <laughs> so mean. We'll see. But I am so fucking excited for our friend to be in a fucking horror movie let alone a paranormal activity movie it's crazy it's gonna be so cool and it comes out early next year summer yeah, next year so. something like that so here i am making a big announcement for something that's a year away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh hey. you know i mean i feel like we've all gotten used to waiting for something for a year because everything closed down for a year i feel like most movies i've been like just one more year it's just one more year and I get that movie. It's true. In fact, so. now that things are coming out this year, I'm like, so soon. Like, so I was like, soon. Matrix is in December? That's so soon. I know. It is like, give me some time. I'm not ready. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. So this one, though, really scary. This one, very scary. Um. You know, it's not as scary as, as one and two. I, oh. but I... I cannot believe that I watched number two alone in a five bedroom house. I don't know how you did basically isolated, secluded cliffside on the coast of Washington. Just so many windows in a house made of windows. Oh, my God. I just don't know how I did it. I I got too scared in this one in my own apartment. And I watched I remember I watched number one during the day as well. Hmm. So mm. number two really fucking scared me because uh, uh, I watched it. Oh God, what a what a scary setting! I I felt like I was gonna die. I felt like my life was in danger, and oh I, my God! And I realized that that's maybe what some people feel like watching any scary movie, and I understand now oh. why people might not like scary movies if that's the feeling that you get. It was very bad. It was a very bad feeling. Oh yeah, yeah. Welcome to Cocktail Hour. This week, we are drinking a Bloody Mary. And look, you guys, we've been doing this podcast for a while. I don't remember if we've already done a Bloody Mary on this podcast, but you know what? It's one of my very favorite drinks. So we're just going to do it again. And it's very simple to make a Bloody Mary. All you need is one and a half ounces of vodka and your favorite Bloody Mary mix. Mix them both over ice. Garnish however you please. Personally, I am loving um, the real dill Bloody Mary mix. So good. Very pickly. And as my garnish, I do a squeeze of lemon, a pickle spear, and some olives. Um, However you want to make it, it's a delicious drink. Not just for breakfast. Have it any time of day. And cheers. Are you glad you watched this one? I'm glad I watched it. And I, I, there's a lot of things that I like about these movies. There's some things I didn't like about this particular one. And I'll, I'll get into it in a bit. But first, let's get into some trivia. 
Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that it has a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 59% on Metacritic, and a 5.8 on IMDb. Kind of low. A little lower than the average on all of those. Um, the first Paranormal had an 83, 68, and 6.3. Second had 58, 53, 5.7. So it's kind of in between. It's rated in between those. Mm. Um, and the budget was five million, and it made two hundred and seven million. Holy shit! This is the highest grossing of the Paranormals. Um, and wow. yeah, man, it's so much. I just still can't. I mean, I get shocked every time I think about the first one's budget being fifteen thousand dollars. Though, my god. Yeah, even though yeah, even though this one was the highest grossing, it probably still, it's still the yeah, difference it's, isn't it, yeah. Yeah, the first one made also pretty close to two hundred million. It made like a hundred and ninety-three million. So it's on like 15, just a couple 000. million less on basically no budget at all. Wow. So yeah, this one isn't as as high of a return in that way, but still made the most. Um, they said that very little set dressing was done on the house. Uh, this one is set in the eighties. And they said they walked into houses and we wouldn't need to do much to them. Sometimes you get lucky. We didn't want to throw 80s things in your face too much. We didn't want to make it like, look, it's the 80s, Um, which was actually one of my problems with it. I felt like it didn't look like it was from the 80s. But part of that is that this one has the nicest like HD camera of all of them, which is what makes these movies good right. is that they look, sh- they're supposed to look shitty. And like, it just doesn't make sense that the one set furthest in the past would look the best. And it really took me out of it a lot mm. of the time. So I wish they had just used a crappier camera because it's yeah. more, it's more effective. It's scarier. Like I don't need it to look crisp and the high def, like, right. give me the give me the grainy shit. <laughs> give me the grainy shit. That was one of my big problems with the movie. And like the main two people they cast, they were great, and I liked them. But something about them felt very modern. Like they just, oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like put my finger on it. But they just didn't feel like they were in, in the eighties. They felt like mm. hipsters you'd see at a coffee shop here in Silver Lake, present day. Um. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh, and that goes into this next bit of trivia, which is that the camera seen on screen during most of the film is actually a tiny high def camera hidden inside the body of a VHS camcorder. Mm. Um, but that's all I've got for us as far as trivia. Are you ready to watch this trailer? Because I know no. in general, <laughs> you don't no. you, you're not a big fan of these trailers. I know, but I have to do you it. have to. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. I agreed to them. So let's do it. All right, here we go. <laughs> hey, ladies. Hi. Hey. Oh, it's Katie. <laughs> Katie, wait, wave hi to the camera, Katie. Hey, Christy, you want to say hi? Come on, give, a, give, give us a wave here, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to us when we were little, I don't remember anything. Whatever it was, it thrived on fear. 
more we paid attention to it, the worse it got. Okay, I think it's on. Remember the rules? Yes. Say Bloody Mary three times. Okay, we're gonna turn off lights. Okay, you ready? Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Okay, that was okay. I could do I could do that. I, I could do that. Yeah. One. And strangely, most of that is not in the movie. And say there's like oh, an, interesting. there's another trailer, and I guess they just had filmed a lot that didn't make it in the movie. So they were like, we'll use the stuff that didn't make it in the movie so that nothing is spoiled, which smart. I think is smart, Friendly but a lot, would love. a lot of people were really pissed about it because they like went in expecting all these scenes because the other trailer is even longer and has like a character that never shows up. And so people were like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I used to be so fucking scared. Of oh, my God. Bloody Mary as a kid. Like I would never I would never I would like think I would do it and be like, bloody no, no, can't can't like I would like I was like I was so fucking scared that it was real and that it, so- something would happen. I remember going to a sleep sleepover and somebody did it and got like a huge cut and it's like. They did it to themselves is the crazy thing. It's like a little girl that just was like, I'm going to scratch myself and freak everyone out, which is like what the whole thing was. Yeah. But but it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I was wi- I was I was not trying to fuck with that. I'm still not trying to fuck with it. I won't do it. No, I won't do it. No way in hell as a 30 year old woman would I go into my bathroom that I live in all the time and say Bloody Mary three times. I won't do it. Beetlejuice, maybe. Beetlejuice, I'll say. <laughs> I'll say Beetlejuice. Oh my god, I've said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna. Uh, it's just a little more fun when it's Michael Keaton in a. It's funny, a little more fun. He's got a fun a outfit fun, in a fun suit. Yeah, he's real silly. Though I was really scared of Beetlejuice as a kid, and now I've said it three times. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He must be busy in that, like, little foam graveyard. Somebody else might have said it. He's like, oh, I'll be there in a minute. He's so funny. I love <sighs> Beetlejuice. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. 
I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, okay. Should we talk about this movie? Yeah. Are you ready sure. to get scared? Yeah. Okay. So we start in Carlsbad, California, and we see Christy, who we remember from Paranormal Activity 2. And one thing that I do like about these movies is how they play into each other. And none mm. of them ever really give you the full picture. And they never really like repaint, like they don't. Re- replay things for you they Mm, don't mm -hmm. they're not like here's everything that happened in the first movie remember you kind of just have to piece it together um which i like that Mm -hmm. part i like and so we come up on christy uh so christy was the main one in paranormal activity two katie was the main one in one and their sisters so we kind of remember that that um they're they're they both die in the respective films Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um because of the demon that's been following them Mm -hmm. so we're going kind of uh back in time before both both of those films because christy is pregnant and we see katie is about to move in with mika so the events of the first and the second haven't happened yet um christy and her husband are painting the baby's room and this baby is going to be hunter uh, which we learned in the second that there's some sort of uh, deal made with a demon for the firstborn son in the family. And Hunter was the first boy born in um, 70 years or something. So kind of like vaguely remembered that stuff. Um, and so she's pregnant with Hunter and Katie comes over and is like, oh, I'm moving in with Micah. They're all excited for her, and she's like, can I leave some boxes of stuff here because we don't have room for it at the new house. Their house is bigger. They're like, okay. So she puts some some boxes in the basement, and we see that it's a box full of VHS tapes from the 80s, and Christy says, you know, what is that? And she says, oh, I somehow ended up with it when Grandma Lois died. I don't know. Uh, some old vi- family videotapes. Um, 
And she's like, okay, well, yeah, we can keep him here. That's fine. Then we flash forward to the events of the beginning of Paranormal Activity 2, where there's a break-in in the house after Hunter is born. That's kind of what the the opening scene is, is that there's a, a break-in and the whole house is kind of ransacked, but nothing is gone. Mm-hmm. But we see in this flan- flashback that actually that box of videotapes is gone. So that is the only thing missing. Hmm. And then we go into the videotapes. I don't know who's playing the videotapes. I guess the usually there's the little text that comes up that's like the following is, you know, from the events of this. And we don't get that in this one, which I kind of miss. I kind of wish mm. they would have done that yeah, to just that give you a reason of why the tapes are playing. Because we know all these people are dead and they're not playing them for us. Anyways, so... We go back into the videotapes, which takes us back to Santa Rosa, 1988. It is Katie's birthday party. Katie is the older sister, and in 88, she's nine, and Christy is five. Their mom's boyfriend is the one filming them. It's a similar to Mika. He's got a camcorder. He's pumped about it. And he, oh, they actually say that his job is he's a wedding videographer, mm-hmm. and so he's He's got kind of a little um, video studio in the garage where he edits wedding videos and stuff. Their mom's name is Julie. The boyfriend's name is Dennis. And Grandma Lois is also at this birthday party. They're all kind of talking into the uh, lens saying happy birthday. Like, we love you so much. A little birthday message type of thing. And then there's a scene where they go inside after eating cake and see that Christy has a loose tooth and they zoom in and she does that thing where she puts her like tongue behind it and it pops out and it like it was just that that little girl had a loose tooth that day because it's I was like that can't be faked because it was just yeah but I you remember losing teeth I hated losing teeth there was a period of time where I would freak out every time I lost a tooth because I had convinced myself that it was an adult tooth and not a baby tooth I'd be like I already lost that one and I would be and I would be like oh it's I'm gonna have no teeth and like as a child that's fucked up like god why did I I think that I have a lot of teeth dreams they're my my most often recurring dream and I remember towards the end of losing teeth, like when you're on number 20 or whatever and you've lost a lot and you're nearing the end. I was so sick of losing teeth that the second one would get loose, I would rip it out of my mouth. Again, Sammy, I like I we could spend so much time talking about the like exact opposite ways we reacted to the same things growing up and how it has led us where we are today. Like I would do anything in my power to keep that tooth in my mouth because I was like, once it's gone, it's you'll gone have forever. No more teeth. I just didn't want to have it being wiggling for weeks. I was like, Let's just get to the cut to the fucking chase. Just get it out of my cut mouth. Fucking I don't want to. I don't want to do the song and dance. I don't want to do the song and dance. Just rip it out. Tooth. <laughs> but anyways, I just thought it was a nice little touch. They were like, her, mm-hmm. her tooth is loose. Let's film it because it is I feel like, just yeah, a you gotta use gross it. little thing. Yeah, why not? Um, and then we see that this house that they're in is a, a new house and they're recently moved in and they take a photo of Katie in the driveway, which we recognize as the photo 
that's in both one and two, that in one, Katie finds it in the attic, like mm. um, above her bedroom, and it has the edges burned. And mm -hmm. in two, we s see Christy and her husband, or no, her husband, not Christy, her husband basically makes a deal with the demon, like, I'll give you Katie if you leave us alone. So this picture was used in a kind of ritual to attempt to pass on this demon right. to Katie, which is how the second one ends. So these movies are actually going backwards. So the first one is the yeah. latest chronologically. Second one is further back, and this one's way further back. So they're going backwards in time, which is kind right. of fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we see Dennis in his garage workshop and he hears some thumping happening in the house and grabs his camcorder and walks around the house. We get the kind of peeking around each angle, quiet, empty house. Um, just long, continuous shots of the camera moving in any any which way. Oh, it really scares me. <laughs> and um, he hears something again, and he, he pinpoints it to it's coming from upstairs, goes upstairs, which is where the girls' room is. They share a room. They have two little twin beds next to each other, and he finds one of... Their toys, like a little talking bear, has fallen off the shelf and is talking. And he says, oh, did you fall off the shelf? And kind of sets him back in his place. And then behind him, we hear a door creaking open. And it scares him. And he turns and whips the camera around. And we see they have a tiny little closet door, like a mini door, kind of like the door in um, Get Out. It's almost like an mm -hmm. under under closet door. Right. The scariest kind of door. Really scary. Um, and that has just creaked open of its own volition. He kind of peeks inside of it. Um, it's just a closet. I mean, it just has their kid stuff in it, some boxes of toys and whatnot, but it's kind of deep, so it's dark at the back. It's just scary, but he doesn't, he doesn't see anything in it, turns the camera, and... Christy's standing right there. It's a jump scare of her just quietly having snuck up on him. Totally freaks him out, but it's fine. It's just her. And he's like, okay, there's nothing weird going on here. <laughs> We're all Certainly good. Certainly nothing weird. <laughs> um, that night, him and Julie get into bed and he says, like, I kind of want to film us having sex. Is that perverted? And they're, they're smoking a little weed. And having fun and giggling. They're like a cute young couple. And um, she's like, no, I'm kind of into that. Like, let's do it. And he's like, are you serious? And <laughs> uh, so they set up the camera facing the bed and start kissing and undressing each other. And then we hear a banging noise. And Julie stops and is kind of looking around, looking a little unsettled. And they're like, are we just paranoid from being stoned? And mm. they like keep uh, kissing. And then a picture falls off the wall and it's a loud 
crash and then the whole room starts shaking and it's an earthquake and uh. like a like a big earthquake and they jump up say like the girls get the girls get the girls and the camera falls over on the side as they run out to get the girls and the earthquake stops and we just see this canted angle of uh the room and after the earthquake stops this kind of puff of dust falls from the roof and it lands on a figure Uh. for just a moment and then drops all the rest of the way to the floor it's very creepy and the next day he's reviewing i mean he's looking at that footage and he sees that and he has this coworker guy named Randy who's like, what is that a sex tape? Like, let me see that. Let me see that. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, that's not what I'm trying to show you. And shows him the, the dust falling on a figure. And he's like, yeah, that is fucking weird. What is that? And they get pretty creeped out. And they decide to set up cameras in the house, which is our traditional paranormal yep. activity. We like our security cameras. Um, but these are camcorders basically just on sticks based in the corner of a room. So they set up that he only has two. So he sets up one in the girl's room and one in their room. And that night they go to bed and they just it loves to just have long periods of quiet, just looking from the camera's POV at them sleeping in their beds just long quiet shots that really scare me again i'll say it again they scare me it's scary (laughs) um we see that julie and dennis are asleep and up in the girls room christy wakes up and gets out of bed and starts walking towards the little closet door which is right by the camera so it looks like she's walking right towards the camera and talking just past the camera and she says, yeah, probably like she's talking to somebody. She says, in, they're in their bedroom. Be quiet. We don't want to wake up Katie. Why? Mm, kind of. He's very sweet. And then she just gets back in bed and goes to bed. And the next morning, mm-hmm. Dennis has re- reviewed the tapes and says to Christy, you know, who are you talking to last night? And she says, oh, he's talking to Toby. And he's asking her more about Toby. And uh, is Toby, he says, is Toby young like you? And she says, no, he's old like grandma. And he's he's uh, asking more questions. And she says, I can't really tell you much more than that. Like, I'll get in big trouble. And he says... <laughs> He says, does Toby say he's going to hurt you? And she says, "Mm, no, I just wouldn't be safe if I talked about it. I just wouldn't be safe. And he's really freaked out, goes to tell Julie. Um, Again, he's not their dad. He's the he's the boyfriend, but he's really good with the kids. And um, they're all very happy. We're not sure where the uh, dad is. It doesn't ever say. Um, but he goes down to Julie, basically relaying this information to her. He's very freaked out. Julie really brushes it off. She says, you know, you haven't been around kids very long. Like they do weird shit. They're creepy. A lot of the time they have invisible. friends. <laughs> She's like, they have invisible friends. Um, uh, Katie 
used to get up in the middle of the night and go sleep in the bathroom. Like, they just do weird shit. And he's like, oh, okay, like, I guess you're right. Um, but he, he is still, uh, he's, he's definitely more freaked out than she is. She's not, she doesn't seem to be worried at all. So then Randy comes over for work, kind of, I guess, comes over to edit the wedding videos and him and Randy are more in it together. They're taking it more seriously and Julie's rolling her eyes at them. And so they're downstairs and then they hear a noise and he's like, you heard that, right? You heard that. And they grab the camcorder. They go upstairs where the noise is coming from. They're like, it's coming from this closet. They open the closet, pull back the clothes and Julie jumps out in a gorilla mask. And it's actually pretty, it's got me good. It's a jump scare. And she just cracks up laughing like, I got you so fucking good. <laughs> Demons don't like that. They don't like to be made fun of, no. They don't like to be disrespected. No. Um, that night, the girls are going to be sleeping in a tent outside. And so they get them all tucked in in bed. They're like, have fun in your little outdoor slumber party. This is so cute. <laughs> and we get our point of view from the cameras that night as everyone goes to bed and the girls room is empty because they are uh, outside and so Dennis and Julie are in their bed and we just get a long shot of them sleeping and then we hear some footsteps in the distance and a light turns on in the hallway and then it turns back off and then we hear more footsteps. And at this point, Julie wakes up and she says, Dennis, I think the girls came inside. I think the girls are inside. And he gets up to check and he's gone for, we stay with Julie in the room, who's just kind of waiting. And he doesn't come back and she walks to the bathroom because I think there's a window in there where she can maybe see outside. But the camera doesn't move to follow her, so she just basically right. walks out of frame. And we see the door of the bedroom slowly close shut, soundlessly, not like a big slam like mm. this demon. We know this demon loves to slam a door from previous films. Mm. Um, but it just slowly closes. And then as she walks back into frame, it bursts open, and it's Dennis and... Uh, She's like, don't do that. You scared me. And he's like, he's like, they're not inside. Like, I don't know. And they, she goes out with him and they go out to the tent, but the house door has been locked. So basically the girls are locked out and she gets all annoyed with Dennis. Like, why would you lock the door? Like they can't, if they can't get in, clearly he's, I'm sure he didn't lock it, but they go out. The girls are sleeping in the tent. They have not come in. Uh, Julie says, okay, girls, like, time to get, we're moving inside for the night. Like, let's, let's get in, back in bed. Move the girls into the bed. Everybody goes back to sleep. The next day, um, Julie's mom comes over, which we know that it's something in this maternal bloodline that is, yeah. the, is the curse deal with the demon so 
I didn't remember if it was this this mom or her mom. But anyway, so the mom is over and she's kind of disapproving of Dennis, kind of makes a comment about how he doesn't earn that much money from his videographer job, wish he had a little more stability. And Julie says, you know, he's great with the kids. I'm really happy. We're really in love. Like, I wish he would just be happy for us. And uh, then she says, the mom, Lois, says, are you guys going to have more kids? And Julie says, no, no, mom, I told you I don't want to have more kids. Like, I'm really happy with Mm. the kids I have. And Lois says, you always wanted a son. And... Julie says, I have two beautiful daughters. Um, I'm I'm really happy with the way things are. Like, I don't want to get pregnant again. Uh, then Dennis and Randy are back in the in the garage, kind of talking about things, and uh he's saying like you got to set up another camera downstairs. So Randy brings over another camera to set up downstairs to see the kitchen and the dining room because they only have cameras in the bedrooms right now. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, but nothing's going to be wide enough to see all of downstairs. Like, they don't make lenses that wide. Little joke about (laughs) 80s technology. Uh, And so then they decide to kind of break apart an oscillating fan, add a board on top of it, and strap the camera to the board so that they can, the camera can oscillate slowly side to side panning. This is where I turned it off last night. I was yeah, like, that is fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> such a good device, but holy <laughs> shit. I remember Jess told us about this. Yes, I remember that. In uh, the first Paranormal Activity and so I I knew what to expect and didn't realize it was this movie and yeah, when it happened I was like, no, I can't do this tonight. I can't do this tonight. <laughs> nope, I'm tapping out. <laughs> uh, so they set up a fan and we see that it moves real slow side to side. One side is the kitchen slash dining room. One side is the living room. Just side to side. <laughs> that night we see it panning slowly, stays on it for like a minute. And then upstairs we see Christy getting out of bed again and kind of um, tiptoeing around the house as if she's playing like hide and seek or something. Like she's having fun. She's kind of giggling. She goes downstairs. We see her in the oscillating fan view, climbing up on the kitchen table, again giggling. And then she gets back in bed and goes to sleep. Next morning, Julie asks her about it. She says she was playing with Toby. And Julie says, well, what were you guys doing? And she says, ask him. He's right next to you. Oh, my God. (laughs) She turns and looks. There's nothing there. Uh, But she's creeped out, for sure. She absolutely should be. She should be. Uh, Randy comes over again with some books that he has stolen from the library that are about malevolent entities, like leather-bound books that I just mm-hmm. I don't think that the library would carry. But no, probably not. 
they're going through these books and find out that kids are more susceptible to spiritual contact. And so Dennis is thinking, oh, Christy is talking to talking to us, an entity of some sort, a malevolent entity. And it also says in this book that the entities feed off your fear. Mm-hmm. So he's getting some more information and just putting it all in these cameras. Like he's like, I'm going to catch something on camera. We're going to figure out what's happening. Uh, that night we see the camera view panning left and right in each of the bedrooms. Girls are asleep and we see that Julie can't sleep. She's kind of tossing and turning and eventually gets up, goes downstairs. We see her come into frame of the oscillating camera to go into the kitchen. She grabs some sort of snack out of the fridge, some Tupperware, is eating it. Camera pans back to the living room. Living room's empty. Pans back to her. She finishes, is rinsing out the dish, pans away. We hear her turn on the garbage disposal. No! And we see in the the living room, there's a chandelier-type light that's starting to flicker a bit and sway, like, really slightly. She doesn't notice it. It's not bright, but it's just kind of dimly flickering and we just hear uh her drop a whatever silverware into the garbage disposal and we hear her being like oh god damn it and the camera pans and we see her elbow deep in a garbage disposal and <laughs> she's just digging around in no, there. No, 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 <laughs> fishing no, 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 for the no, spoon. No, 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 we no, pan no. back, and the light is again like swaying, getting really bright. And we pan back to her with her hand still in this garbage disposal, and the light explodes. And it's just a loud bang. The garbage disposal doesn't turn on, thank God. Uh, but it really scares her. Wakes up. Dennis runs downstairs. He's like, "What the heck happened?" She's like, "I don't, I don't know. It just, it just." popped something just it was just a loud noise we see the chandelier thing has like fallen to the ground and um they're just like well that was weird just scares them just another another fucking weird thing happening okay uh the next day christy is having a little little tea party with her stuffed animals and dolls and stuff and Dennis comes to join her, sets up the camera to film her to ask more questions about Toby. Like, let's let's hear a little bit more. And she's like, he's here now. He's sitting here. Um, and he's like, well, uh, does Toby tell you to do things? What does is, what is Toby say? And she's like, oh, like, I really can't tell you. I really can't tell you. And he can't really get much out of her. Uh And so he leaves, but he leaves the camera where it is. We see Katie come upstairs and start making fun of Christy for... She's like, oh, you're such a baby. You're imaginary friend. You're such a baby. And Christy says, like, you better not, like, make fun of him. You better not make fun of Toby. And she's like, is he sitting next to you right now? And she's like, no, he went back into into the closet. And... She's like, well, let me go in there. Let me go check on him and like opens the door to the closet. And Christy's like, no, Katie, don't go in there. Don't go in there. 
and Katie goes in, is laughing like, Toby, Toby. The door slams shut behind her. She starts screaming. And uh, we see that, you know, Christy is obviously across the room. Uh, wasn't Christy, but Katie is yelling, Christy, I can't believe you did that. Like, let me out, let me out. Screaming. Eventually, uh, Julie runs upstairs, opens the door, can get her out. And Katie says, you know, Christy locked me in there. And Christy says, it was Toby, it was Toby. And Katie's like, oh, yeah, Toby locked me in there. Um, it was Toby. Yeah, seems like it was. <laughs> um, I suspect Toby. I suspect Toby. That night, Dennis and Julie are going out on a date um, for some reason. Not that there's not a lot of things to be worried about <laughs> in, in the home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the ba- a babysitter comes over. You gotta make room for romance. That's true. That's true. This is, this is, that's the secret. Yeah. Um. So the babysitter comes over and a little detail that I liked is that she goes up to the girl's room and Katie says, let me show you my new beads. If we remember, <laughs> <laughs> she has a beading table. That's first- right. <laughs> so this is a, a, it started a, young. a lifelong hobby. A passion for beads. Mm-hmm. And so Dennis and Julie leave. And as the babysitter's tucking the girls into bed, Katie says, tell us a story. Tell us a ghost story. Mm. And the babysitter says, oh, a ghost story. Let me think. And she goes and finds a sheet and puts it over her and goes, ooh, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. Not understanding the concept of a ghost story. No, that's not how it works. That's not a story. That's a costume. That's a costume. That's a ghost costume. <laughs> um, but she's playing around with them and makes them giggle. And she says, OK, good night, girls. Go to bed. Tucks them in, goes downstairs, turns off the light. And uh, then we see her downstairs in the kitchen. Camera pans to her. Eating a snack or something. Camera pans away. Living room's empty. Camera pans back to her. Or back to the kitchen. And she's not there. And then she jumps in front of the camera and says, Boo! Haha, Dennis, gotcha. She's having... She's she's thinking this is all some sort of joke. You can't think <laughs> that way. Uh, then... Can't think that way. The camera pans away again to the empty living room. Pans back. We see her sitting at the dining table working on some homework or something. She's like a college student, probably. And it pans away to the living room. And we see a ghost sheet figure. Just a a sheet about the size of a child. It could be Katie. Uh, Pans back to her studying pans back over living rooms empty but there's like a, a a stone fireplace or wall type thing dividing the two rooms that there's a, a walkway behind so when the camera pans side to side someone could have moved side to side without you seeing them crossing the camera frame like they can walk behind a wall to get right. into the okay. kitchen yeah 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 um so we go back to the living room. Living room's empty. We go back to dining room. 
ghost sheet is standing directly behind the babysitter mm. noiselessly. She doesn't notice. She's still doing her homework and just stands there for a second. And then the sheet just falls to the ground, like as if it's just a normal sheet. And she turns because that made a slight noise. And she's very confused by a sheet just sitting next to her. She starts kind of folding it, looking like, what the fuck? And walks upstairs. She also knows that they think that there's a ghost there because they had to explain like why there's cameras set up in each room or whatever. Um, And so she's creeped out. She tiptoes upstairs, probably hoping to see one of the girl like that the girls are awake playing pranks on her they're not they're both fast asleep in their beds uh and she's peeking around the room we see her look towards the camera which the closet door is right behind that camera so she's walking closer to the door like she's trying to see something in that door and as she gets close to it the door slams scaring her she kind of steps backwards doesn't wake up the girls but she just she runs downstairs and it cuts to her basically holding all of her stuff in the doorway, just waiting for the parents to get home. She's <laughs> and they get home and she's like, uh, everything was fine. It was great. Like, thank you. Um, I'll just talk to you guys later, which seems like just tell them what happened. Like, they're going to see it on film. They know that, you know, yeah. that they're looking for that stuff. But she's freaked out. She's just trying to get out of there. She's like, OK, bye. Like, great. Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> mm. Um, of course, the next day, Dennis and Randy see on the footage what happened. Dennis says, we can't tell Julie. It's, she's going to make us like take the cameras down. She's going to get freaked out and we got to just like keep gathering evidence. Um, so they don't tell Julie. And the next that or that night. We go to all the camera views each time getting like a 30 second static shot or oscillating shot, just empty, dark rooms. And then we see Christy get up and get out of bed and go and stand in the doorway to her mom, her parents' room. And we get that shot where she just stands there for hours and it goes into fast motion. We see the clock going through all quickly stands there for a couple hours and then walks back upstairs and towards the bedroom camera that's by the closet door she says i don't want to talk to you anymore gets in bed uh next morning we see dennis coming up to grab the camera Sorry, was that chris that was christy christy yeah the one who talks to toby okay right. yeah yeah um, and we see Dennis grab the camera like he's going to he's going to check it like he does every day. Um, but he notices something weird and picks up the camera to show us what he is seeing. And inside the closet, there is a draw a big drawing of kind of a triangle with an eye in the middle as some sort of symbology thing happening. And he's like, what the fuck? Asks um, Christy or uh goes downstairs or it just cuts to Christy has a bad fever fever and like needs to go to the hospital. She's burning up. She's not talking. Um, so it's a little, everyone's a little freaked out and he's like, I, I'll, I'll come with you to the hospital. Um, Julie says, who's going to stay with Katie? And she says, I'll call Randy. 
So they call Randy to come over to uh, watch Katie while they take Christy to the hospital. Um, Randy comes over and he's kind of like, what do you, what do you want to do, Katie? And she says, I want to play Bloody Mary, which if you're Randy, you know what's going on here in this house. You just say, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. <laughs> no. He doesn't. Nope. He doesn't do that. He's he says he kind of, she's like, grab the camera. Let's go play Bloody Mary. Oh, my God. He grabs the camera. He looks into it. He says, sorry, Dennis. This wasn't my idea. Like She's making me do it. Um, They go upstairs. They go into a bathroom. They turn all the lights off. And she says, you, you know, we say Bloody Mary three times and then you wait. And then you can turn the lights back on and you're supposed to see her ghost. And so they go in there and they go and they look, they turn the lights off. They say Bloody Mary three times and pretty quickly, um, Randy turns the light on. He's like, ha nothing happened. And she's like, no, you have to do it for longer than that. You have to stay there for longer. And so they turn the light off again. They do it again and are in darkness for a while. He's like, can I turn it on yet? She's like, shh. And then they hear kind of a scraping sound. Uh. <laughs> and he's like, do you hear? She's like, shh. And the scraping gets a little louder. And then there's a big scrape and they turn the light on. And Randy kind of yells and he has a big cut on his side, like a big scratch on his uh, torso. Um, And... He's freaked out. They're kind of turning and looking around. Nothing's in there with them, but they open the door and we see a figure pass it like a shadow past the door. And so they slam the door closed. Do they see it? Yes, they see it. And they like sense something. There's definitely an energy there. And Katie is now like completely freaked out, crying like little girl. Why did you what were, put, what were you put yourself what in this you situation? This is crazy. Um. Mm. And so they close the door. They hear kind of uh, a growling kind of sound. And they're super freaked out. Randy's trying to calm Katie down. She's screaming, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play. I don't want to play this anymore. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, They uh, eventually kind of creak the door, pull the door open a little bit to peek out. And as he opens it to look, all the furniture in the girl's bedroom like flies across the room. And he slams the door closed again. They start screaming again. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. It's fine. And they wait a few minutes till things quiet down. And he is able to open the door and he kind of carries Katie downstairs and nothing happens. And he just starts rearranging uh, the furniture. And Dennis and Julie get home from the hospital. And he immediately starts, uh, Randy immediately starts grabbing his shit out of the garage and he's like i quit like i'm not coming back here this is crazy like you need to leave this house this is um like i'm never coming back here like you should move too (laughs) whoa and all right (laughs) and so and as he's leaving he's like just watch the tape watch the tape like watch what just happened like i was filming it it's on tape and so dennis watches it and he decides like he needs to tell Julie, he's like, okay, this is serious shit. Julie needs to know what's going on. They go to sit down and he set, he pulls out that 
book, that little leather bound book. And he says, this is about this. Uh, these women were in a coven and they this symbol that's in this book is the same symbol that's drawn in the girl's closet right now. Like something's going on here. There's some connection here. Julie's like trying to write him off as being crazy. She's like, you sound like a crazy person. And um, simultaneously, we see Katie chasing Christy up. They're playing tag and having fun. They're running upstairs. And as Katie's running past the camera, she runs into something invisible. And it's like a thud. And she falls backwards. And she looks up as if she's looking at the height of a, of a man. And steps backwards in fear. She looks really scared. And she starts calling mom. And... But as she's calling, Julie and Dennis are getting into kind of a fight. He's like, this isn't this isn't crazy. Like this. There's tapes. There's evidence. Like, I don't know what more I need to show you. Like something is going on. So they're getting in a loud fight. They can't hear. Mm. And then we go back to Katie and her hair stands up as if someone is pulling her from her hair. She is <gasps> like lifted up off the ground and starts screaming. Cut back like Matilda style. Uh huh. And uh, and it happens in Conjuring too, uh, Conjuring one oh, also. Yeah. Um, and cut back down to them yelling at each other, and then eventually Katie bursts in through the garage door, screaming, crying. Toby pulled my hair, and Julie kind of looks at Dennis like, "This is your fault. You like these thoughts you've put in their head." Um. Mm. And she says, you need to take the cameras down. This ends tomorrow, which I think is really funny. Like, not tonight. This ends tomorrow. Enough for the climax of the film to happen. (laughs) Not now. Not tonight. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You better believe it's going to end tomorrow. Uh, So they go to bed with all the cameras still in place for one more night only. Okay. And uh, in Julie and Dennis's room... Oh, well, Dennis is pretty uh, obviously obsessed with what's going on. So he actually stays up in his in the garage watching, reviewing the tapes more. But so he's wearing headphones, reviewing tapes in the garage. We see in Julie is sleeping in her room and we see the TV turn on to static and it just gets kind of gradually louder so that her room is just like a white, white noise. Um, up in the girls' room, we see them sleeping, and we see in Katie's bed a figure kind of raise under the blanket as if someone is sitting up under the sheets of her bed <laughs> and move towards her, and then it drops down, and the sheets fall on her like normal again. But the the movement of it wakes her up. She's freaked out. She wakes up, wakes Christy up, um, and she says, something's, something's here. It's like, something's in here. And Christy says, oh, yeah, to- like, Toby's here. And she's like, well, I'm scared, I'm scared. And he's like, she's, Christy says, don't be scared. It's fine, it's fine. Just ignore it. Just try to ignore it. Um, and Katie's getting worked up into a frenzy. She's really scared. And the blanket whips off her bed towards camera. And then she starts screaming and Christy's 
trying to like just like stop screaming just calm down like relax mm. um and fear makes it worse yeah and then katie it, it's as if the the closet has like a force of suction and katie is whipped off the bed and pulled towards the closet screaming christy help me help me help me it's clawing back towards the bed uh then the whole bed is kind of being dragged towards the closet it's just total commotion it's craziness happening in the room and uh katie's begging please christy please help me help me help me and christy eventually jumps up and says stop stop hurting her i'll do what you said i'll do what you asked and it stops and things go back to normal um and the next morning we see christy go downstairs and ask her mom if they can go to if they can go stay at grandma's house and uh julie says no we're staying here everything's fine um and Christy says, please, please, we got to go to grandma's. And she says, no, we're staying here. It's all fine. Uh, then we see Chris, or Julie on the phone with her mom. And this is from the oscillating camera. And she's in the kitchen and on the phone with her saying like, no, like we're not coming over. Everything's fine here. I'll call you later. And there's a knock at the door and she says, someone's here. I'll call you. I'll call you back. Hangs up the camera we follow her with the camera into the living room to the front door she opens it nobody's there she's like hello she's like hello <laughs> she's like hello i was like hello have you seen the moe shandon snl sketch that's what that was from i was like hello Fabulous. <laughs> um and so she closes the door, starts walking back towards the kitchen, cameras following her, and in the kitchen, everything is gone. The dining table's gone. <gasps> everything off the counters is all gone. It's as if it's an empty kitchen. She's looking around like, what the fuck is going on? And after a second, everything falls from the ceiling. Like, it was <gasps> all just... So it's this huge, loud crash of, you know, like the the table, the furniture, toaster, plates, like all this shit just falls from the ceiling. She's screaming, cut to them driving to grandma's house. We're going to grandma's. <laughs> that did it. Yeah, that did it. Um, so they get to grandma's and um they're they're setting the girls up in bed. Uh well, first they're kind of uh in the one thing I didn't like about this or that I did like about it that it was scary I didn't like it because it was scary is that now we're in a whole new house and I don't know the nooks and crannies of this house and oh, that really yeah and that really freaked me out I was like well now I don't know where to expect things to come from um mm -hmm. so she has like a big formal dining room with paintings on the walls and Christie's touching one of the paintings Dennis comes up to her and says oh don't don't touch that um, she looks kind of, uh, like she feels bad. And he's like, no, I'm not mad at you. Just like, don't touch it. I don't know if it's expensive. Um, then th they put them in bed. They get the girls in bed and, uh, they also go to bed and they set, they've still got their camera. They set up the camera facing their bed 
because they're like something's still going on we're just gonna be safe just set the camera up whatever um so we see them try and sleep or fall asleep for a bit and then at about 1 a.m there's a sound of a car parking and maybe some headlights like some lights coming in the window and we hear footsteps and um dennis wakes up julie's julie somebody's outside and she's like oh it's like it's my mom she she can never sleep at night she's always like up at all hours of the night but she's being so loud she's gonna wake the girls up let me go i'll go i'll go talk to her and, and tell her to go be quiet um julie gets up gets out of bed dennis is sitting up in bed waiting for her and like five minutes go by and he's feeling like why isn't she back yet so he gets up and uh goes towards the door that she left the room out of and is like julie julie and the way that the camera's framed is you can he's he's kind of out of frame now on the right side of the frame on the left side of the frame we see the hallway to the rest of the house and as he like passes the camera all of a sudden Lois is just standing in the hallway facing them or facing him and he doesn't see he's looking the other direction trying to see if he can see Julie and she's just standing there and then he goes to grab the camera to pick it up to go look for Julie and by the time he grabs it and turns it around Lois is gone and now he takes this camera to explore this new house which is much bigger than their house so they're on the second floor and he's kind of uh going first around the second floor kind of going julie julie and goes into the girls room and the girls are gone and so then he stops kind of being quiet because he's like girls like where now he doesn't know where anybody is now he's getting freaked out calling for anybody girls julie lois there's nobody around nobody around so it's just a camera panning around this empty house he hears something downstairs kind of fall he's again julie goes downstairs camera's panning uh around the the living room the dining room it's nothing there uh he sees he hears something thumping and kind of goes towards it and sees a silhouette of a woman through a window into basically like backlit in the room in another in the kitchen or something and he's like oh julie lois and walks around to that room and it's empty Uh. and that's Oh, I guess that's the dining room because then he sees the paintings on the walls have been removed. They're like leaned up against the side of the wall and they are behind them are the same drawings that were in uh, the girl's closet. So these kind of occult looking symbols are drawn on each each of the walls. This is some sort of ritual room. And he hears another noise coming from outside. There's like a garage area and he takes the camera and goes into the, he's like tiptoeing towards the garage again, whispering for Julie. Where's Julie? He hasn't, nobody around, completely quiet. And he opens the garage door. It's completely pitch black 
and he like leans in and turns the light on and it's full of people it's like <gasps> 10 like old men and women it's just like lois and all of her friends and they just like turn to look at him he uh. fucking freaks out runs back into the house he locks the door and they're all just slowly walking back towards the house no <laughs> um he find he he runs to the foot of the stairs and sees Julie at the top of the stairs. He's like, Julie, 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 something's weird about her. Um, he starts walking up the stairs and the camera is then able to see her. She's raised off the ground. She's levitating, basically. And we see that her neck is at a strange angle. And so it looks like she is being hung with an, like something invisible. Like she's, uh, yeah, hanging in midair. And then as he gets close to her, she, it's like she's thrown at him. So they're both like tumble down the stairs and she looks dead like that. The bottom of the stairs, he gets up and she is just lifeless. Um, and at that moment, he finds or Christy runs up and he's like, Christy, 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 we got to get out of here. Um, grabs Christy and starts to make for the ex like the front door. There's a window that he can see through and he can see that there's a bonfire with all the people around it right out front of the door. So he goes back the direct other direction, but here's someone coming in. And so they just like duck into a duck into a closet. And Christy's like freaking out. And he's like, you gotta be quiet, you gotta be quiet. Shh, please, 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 be, please be quiet, please be quiet. She's crying. He's like trying to muffle her cries. And we hear a footsteps coming towards the closet. He's like, please, 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 be quiet, be quiet. And as something, it sounds like something really big is coming. And as it gets close, it's a low growling noise. And then the closet like shakes. They're able to hold it closed. And they're screaming now. The thing like knows they're there, but uh, they're just able to keep the door closed. And eventually, whatever it is, gets bored, walks off, something like that. And they wait there for a minute or so. He's like, okay, we gotta we gotta get out of here. We gotta um make a run for it. And so they uh open the door. There's nothing there now and he walks out and sees Katie at the foot of the stairs basically looking at her mom's lifeless body. And he slowly approaches her he's like katie we gotta go we gotta get out of here and at it's like the longest she's crouched down like in a little fetal position looking at her mom and it's so long of him just like approaching her with his hand outstretched to like <laughs> touch her shoulder <laughs> and you just know something bad is gonna happen and he finally gets to her and sh as soon as he touches her shoulders, she like whips around like and has the like little demon face. That's really quick. You don't see much, but we just see that it's not her like it's not Katie's face. And he is flung back with demon force, like thrown across the room. Camera flies, too. So the camera's on the ground and we just see his foot like twitching in the in the frame. Um, and he is eventually able to uh, flip himself over and he's. He's really hurt. He's kind of army crawling back towards uh, the door. Christy and Katie have like run off 
together. So he's just kind of now trying to crawl to get out. And then Lois walks in front of him, just very slowly and casually stands in front of him. And we hear that same growling sound, like she's giving a um, command or something or permission maybe to this thing and kind of like says like, go for it to Dennis. And we see Dennis basically bent in half like backwards like his, there's just this like whoo, and his whole his spine basically snaps backwards we hear like all the bone oh. all the bones in his body pop and then he like drops down lifeless and christy and katie appear back in frame they each take one of their grandma's hands lois leads them upstairs and says let's go get ready and then the camera stays on this empty downstairs for a while, just sitting on the empty room. And then we hear a loud growl and the camera like falls to the ground and goes to static. Like the things just hit it. And that's the end of the movie. Well, scary. Really scary. That oscillating fan, man, I just <laughs> hated it so much. Oh my god. Ooh, that feels very like the old people at the end. It like reminds me a bit of Hereditary. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of Rosemary's Baby. Uh-huh. Just like this group of people who are like, hi. A little coven. <laughs> we know what's up. Ooh, it's scary. Yeah, it's very scary. But it's, mm. again, like what I like about these movies is that it's really just giving you a little piece of the puzzle each time. Like, I like that it's not yeah. its not trying to answer all of your questions at once. And it does, its it's makes me want to keep seeing them because I'm like, well, I got to find out more. Which, of course, yeah. you know, um, is the debate we always have of when it's, when things are eventually completely explained, it does tend to ruin the thing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I feel like they just get so much mileage out of it in these movies where it's like, yeah, they're just like all this telling stuff you the least could have been explained. Yeah. in like one movie and they're like, no. Yeah. Which I like. No, instead we'll make like eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ugh. they did it. Wowie. Wow. Good for you, Jason Blum. Good for you. Good for you. Wow, these movies are fucking scary. They're so scary. Towards the end there, I was trying to like really picture it. I was really like putting myself there mentally instead of just listening and I got too scared and I had to stop. <laughs> yeah, I luckily was watching it in the day, which was and even then I was spooked because then you just get scared of every noise in your house. You're like, well, it's a demon. It's a demon. <sighs> no, thank you. I'll watch it for Dan. That's that's it. Yeah. Nothing else for me. Yeah, I don't know if we'll recap. That's a lot of things to catch up on before seven. I know. I'm like wondering if I do indeed need to watch two more. Three more? Three more. Three more. Before seeing seven. I guess I should. <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I like to really pace them out because they 
I need to forget how scary. Really scary. Yeah, I need to yeah. forget how scary they are to, in order to be brave enough to do the next one. Mm. We got time. We have a whole year. Okay, that's to right. Watch three more movies. Okay, I think maybe we can do it. Oh, thank you for doing this for us, Sammy. Um, wow. you are welcome. I'm happy that we got to do a a real scary one. I feel like it's been a while since something's been yeah. real scary. Well, that did it. Um, mm. no voices really. Demon growls. No we could um just do regular San Diego accents. Yeah, which will be ever so subtly different from last week's Las Vegas accent. Right, our, our American accent last time. Yeah, see if you can tell. See if you can pick up on Let's the see slight if you can spot, difference. Spot the difference. Mm-hmm. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Hi, friends. Emily here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at TSW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron at patreon.com slash GSDW Podcast for bonus content bonus episodes polls about movies that we're gonna cover all sorts of stuff um and as always you can catch us right here every wednesday until the end of time or so we hope we love you so much bye